Thank you for turning in to the Design Podcast. My name is Dustin Mater, and I'm a visual artist. I've always been fascinated with the creative muse and where it comes from for different people. In tonight's episode, we'll be speaking with the multimedia artist Brent Greenwood. Thanks for coming on, Brent. I really appreciate this. Hey, thanks, Dustin. All right. Well, I guess we'll start off the bat. Um, who are you and what do you do? My name is Brent Greenwood. I am a Chickasaw Ponca contemporary artist. I love doing paintings, mixed media, kind of um, a jack of all trades, if you will. But definitely I love painting and mixed media. I think people can definitely uh, see that the rhythm in your work is unique and definitely catches people's eye with it where they don't even need to see your signature, I guess, to, to know your, uh, what you do. And you just have a certain uh, aesthetic that I think people really enjoy on that. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what inspires you? Man, I think, um, you know, as an artist, just living life, and trying to, you know, just be, um, you know, genuine in what I do and relating that story, that message. And, but through the process, I think just creating and, you know, getting into the work, you know, that kind of that, you know, that phrase, like getting in the zone where, you know, there's like, you know, just, you don't even know what time of day it is. You're just kind of working and, you know, time just flies by and, and you're just like engaged with the work. And I think that whole process of creativity just is what inspires me. Definitely the fuel that drives me, drives me are the stories or the narratives that um, through living life and being involved in everything that, um, you know, we do as urban natives, be it our culture, you know, the, the way we believe, the way we worship, you know, family, you know, a family inspires me um, or drives me for those inspirations of, of creativity to kind of get it onto canvas, onto paper. And um, so it's, it's like a culmination of things that drive me to want to create and tell that story or that narrative. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, next one. What are you doing to be a good ancestor? It could be something, I guess, daily or weekly or yearly or whatever. But what is something that uh, you feel you're you're doing that's uh, kind of helping to be that good ancestor? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely that kind of even goes back to the, um, you know, the question you just asked me. It all kind of ties together because being a good ancestor is – basically carrying on those traditions the best way we know how and using our information that we've had, the one, the information we've gained, you know, carrying on those stories, you know, cause we are the, um, you know, we're the modern day storytellers uh, through this visual expression, this visual language. Yeah. And um, by doing that, it's just not, and, and for, for one, it's never about me. You know, it's not about me. I always look at the bigger picture of, um, legacy and what's going to be here long after I'm gone. And I'm about inspiring the next generation. And one way I'm doing that now 
is at in the position that I'm currently in, which is uh, the fine arts director for the Chickasaw Nation, is I'm able to really delve into arts education and, and you know, kind of use what I know, take my experiences to a whole new level and, you know, share it with these students, these young people, our native students, and um, kind of get them inspired to kind of better show them a way to express themselves and their narrative. So anyway, I think being a good ancestor, you know, passing on those um, those experiences and those traditions, those um, things in a viable way, tangible way for our younger people to grasp and and uh, kind of make sense of for themselves. You know, they have to kind of discover it for themselves. It becomes very uh, like a heuristic kind of approach. But with our guidance and our kind of our leadership and helping steer them in that right direction, I think they'll discover that. And yeah. um, that's why I feel is being a good good ancestor. And good ancestor is being able to do all I can to pass on those traditions. And, it, you know, it, start, it started with my family, you know, my kids. And that's where it all started. And I just knew how much they were gaining from that, that, you know, they know so much more at their age than I did at my age when I was their age, if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I see that same issue with, with my own kids. You know, they yeah. know they're so much more immersed in, in a lot of levels uh, than uh, I was that it's a, I was just lucky. I had a grandmother, uh, uh, Caroline, who, you know, put all these seeds in my brain when I was a teenager and I had enough, uh, forethought to visit with her and really try to listen to what she was saying to me. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the beauty of it, man. You know, um, this, some of the things that she was saying to you were some of the things that my grandparents, my elders were saying to me, and some of my cousins heard the same information. Some, you know, my sisters heard the same information, but you know, what's unusual about that, or I don't know if it's unusual or just, it just shows how we're all unique individuals that some of us took that information and really absorbed it. And, you know, obviously there's things I know I wish to take, you know, I wish, you know, probably you too look back. I, mean, I wish I would have listened more intently or wrote that down or thought, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, but we, we took in enough, right, that it really did kind of move us and inspire us. And, um, you know, and then from that, you know, here we are, artists, you know, kind of doing our thing. And not everyone can be an artist. You know, if art, if being art, an artist was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? But that's just what makes us unique is we're taking those stories and, and um, using them to help fuel what we do today. All right. Well, that kind of segues into my next question is what are you working towards as an artist, as a person? What are you, what is your, you know, you, I know you have your, your common themes that you put in your pieces, but what is something that um, you're working towards? Like, what is it that you want your visual art legacy to be, I guess? What is, mm-hmm. that, what is that that you're working at? Man, it's, it's one of those things that, I'm still in the process of, I think, um, you know, we're always seeking or searching for that, that moment when, you know, which, I mean, through the process of creation itself and the art, we have those moments of just where I just mentioned, you know, time just flies by and you're in the, you're in the zone. Yeah. You got that. Uh, rhythm. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all about that rhythm and that flow and you got it. Well, the thing, I guess, I want to achieve or get to a point of doing now because I've been painting for over 20 years and 
I think it's kind of the next evolution of where I'm at in my art. And that is to um, be more connected. I think my paintings engage me already and it pretty much is a process to where I kind of have an idea, but then I let the painting dictate which color or how I'm going to blend or how I'm going to, the next brushstroke is going to flow. I let that dictate the next move, the next um, color I'm using. So with that, that's where I want to be. And I think that's what I am in pursuit of right now is just attaining that level of, I don't even say enlightenment, but, but, when, but the term I'm looking for is just that level of engagement that it's just like an aha, you know, Hey, this is where, this is what I've been painting for all these years. It's almost like akin to Picasso, you know, he was a great draftsman and um, you know, it got to that point where, you know, Cuba's cube, you know, being a Cuban Cubist artist yeah. and um, doing what he did, you know, people, when they saw that and that's what he got known for, it was like, man, he, I can do that, you know, but then they didn't see everything he did, you know, prior to. And, but it's all those years of getting him to where he finally was. And it's, it was like a whole new direction, a whole new like revelation for him. And refinement. Uh, yeah, and it became really like just pure and natural and effortless in, in this, so to speak, and just raw and spontaneous. And that's that's the level I want to achieve. And I do it sometimes when I do like live paints and I'm on a deadline. And so that spontaneity, just that action painting just really flows and comes out. And it's like you don't have time to second guess, brother. It's just get with it and, <laughs> you know, move forward. And so and um I need to treat all my paintings that way. So, um, in fact, my wife said, if I just set up about 10 people in my studio and have them watch me paint and I probably could get stuff done, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's the level I want to attain. And I, I feel like I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer. I don't feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm getting closer. And I think that's yeah. just uh, evolution that we go through as artists. That, that's really awesome that, you know, you're, you're, you see that you see where the adjustments are you're confident in your strengths and you know you're you're pushing forward you're not like you're not talking about what you've just what you've done you're looking at what am i going to do next mm-hmm. and, and that kind of uh, uh, adaptability that I, I i think is a real hallmark of today you know just being an artist on one level will never serve you very long you have to be so multi-talented i guess and Mm -hmm. um, and um, so many things um but staying hungry i guess is the biggest thing when you uh, when you say on that oh yeah i mean you gotta stay hungry man it's so many um things today i mean talk about the distractions that we have you know it's easy to flip through facebook or social media and be on it for an hour you know and that's an hour you could have been you know could put into sketching or or, you know, just doing something that is, is connecting yourself to something other than AI, you know, yeah. <laughs> or social media or whatever. You just, just like that whole, you know, just, I mean, there's so many distractions. Just, and I guess that's the best way to put it is just, and um, oh, I'm misspoken. I mean, AI meant like virtual reality and things like that. Yeah. But uh, you know, what like, I mean. that's what I was kind of thinking you were saying. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Um, you but, heard it first. He's working in augmented reality. <laughs> yeah. Wrong uh, acronym there. Um, but what I was going to say that is that just with all these distractions, you know, it's easy to get sidetracked and, 
And um, I just want, um, and it's something I got to practice myself. You know, I got to practice what I preach too, you know, and you know, it's not so much that I'm preaching about, I'm more or less, I am trying to reaffirm myself to myself that what I need to do is, is, you know, we only have a limited amount of time here. You know, it's a small segment of time, you know, um, we don't know if it's tomorrow or 50 years from now when our, you know, clocks will be punched, man. So um, we need to make the most of it and, um, you know, kind of build upon that. So I don't know, that's kind of where I'm at with everything. And um, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Like <laughs> Got to make as big of a wake as you can. Yeah. You see that too. I mean, I mean, we've, you know, we've been talking off and on yeah. for a number of years now. And, um, you know, when I first met you, like, geez, probably in the mid two thousands, um, it was, at, I believe at red earth and, um, yeah, seeing some of your work at what you were doing then is more graphic design oriented slanted, but there was something about it that made it different than just what I normally seen. And that's as, as an artist, so that's where I like going to art shows too, just not as a participating, participating artist, but to also see what others are doing, because I always want to, I always want to challenge myself too, and not stay in my own little world and just bring Greenwood art, but I want to see what others are doing to help push me and inspire me. Right. And Absolutely. so you're, yeah, your work was different. I said, this is pretty cool. You know, I haven't seen work like this, you know, done in Southeastern, um, you know, motifs and things that, the way you were doing it. So I thought it was really cool and uh, different. I appreciate that. Yeah. I always remember that, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it was my whole life. I was, you know, I never found something that, you know, a shoe that fit the mm-hmm. proverbial, always trying to find the, the, the muse that inspired me. I mean, I was always inspired by like, you know, the Boris Karloff um, Frankenstein monster and, you know, the creature, of the black lagoon. And also like the, you know, movies of the eighties and, you know, He-Man and all that stuff. And I was just, you know, Batman and Darth Vader were my heroes growing up. Yeah. (laughs) And, 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 you know, uh, it was such a hodgepodge of different cultures. My mom was always, she could never show me, you know, Southeastern stuff, but she would show me uh, native work. She was always had like sand paintings and, um, you know, I got to go to a Sundance when I was about nine years old. And, uh, so I, up in Manitoba and, and so I've, I've always been kind of, it's always been a, uh, safe place to go in the, in the midst mm-hmm. of all the chaos of life, you know, it was a, it was a, a good place to be. So that's where my incubation kind of came from. Without, yeah. And that, I mean, that's great. Like I said, you know, just having that experience. And um, I think that's what I think as artists too, is that we're wanting to create, you know, we don't know how we're going to uh, connect with people. You know, there's people that, I mean, for one reason reason or another, it's been, you know, a couple of people that have looked at some of my older or earlier works and, and maybe it was more on wildlife or the color usage, but there was like one lady who like, she was crying looking at one of my paintings of a Buffalo. I mean, probably more, more about the backstory, what the Buffalo represented, you know, yeah, and how I painted it and relate, maybe in my color palette, but it kind of made her weep a little bit. And I was like, wow, it's really cool. You just, so you never know the kind of effect, you know, your art's going to have on people. So it's like, you know, through our shared experiences, we're able to kind of, kind of help them connect, you know, and even though, you know, you know, I've been into, you know, ceremonies and things like that. And although I don't, 
go as often as um, I should. I've been to them to where I can relate kind of that, I don't know, that spiritual sense or that, that feeling that you can get by experiencing something without necessarily being there, so to speak. And I just do it through yeah. my color palette or through my subject matter. And maybe that's why, you know, I just gravitate towards those earth tones and those vivid colors with a lot of underpainting and movement and energy and, and whether it's an abstract or not abstract, but semi-abstract or one of my figurative pieces or wildlife, there's always kind of like that underlying theme of energy, of movement, of, you know, just the, the earth tones. And so I think that's probably the common denominator. And with that, I want to move more into the abstract and but yeah. still with the still um, same kind of energy and ferocity that I have now. So yeah, you're, you're, you're evolving into something new. Yeah. Um, is there something that you're working on or, you know, like a project that you're doing right now that you want to talk about and kind of share with our audience tonight? Oh, my current projects are finishing up commissions <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, uh, it, I guess it's been kind of tough because I, as you, as I said, I'm like in this kind of this crossroads, so to speak, crossroads of the evolution with my work that I'm doing little small paintings and exercises on the side that I'm really just kind of having fun with right now and experimenting and just seeing what happens and kind of just, just having fun with it, loosen, you know, being real loose and, and, but at the same time, I still have these commissions I had to finish. And it's like, they're still not that I can't be loose what I, in the way I want to now, but I still have to produce an image that they're expecting, you know? So Absolutely. there's one of a Buffalo that I'm doing. <laughs> so Buffaloes are pretty, uh, are like one of my um, more popular subjects. So I always get requests for those, but then also I'm doing a stomp dancer too. So one of our Southeastern uh, ceremonial um, stomp dance um, images imagery yeah uh, figures <clears throat> so i'm i'm finishing up that and sweet um i really like that one it's going to be pretty cool it's probably going to be one of my more in-depth pieces because it's called the awakening and um so i have like my typical i have like a style with like my singers my dancers kind of like a profile uh-huh. and um you already know what I'm talking about because you know that look you know that style yeah so when they're speaking or singing I always put like this uh um, voice you know it looks like a voice bubble (laughs) but because I call it the awakening and I I, that song serves as a prayer and so because of that you know our prayers those songs through the smoke the ceremony the the smokes helping aid our prayers and take those to the heavens Within that kind of that voice bubble, so to speak, I incorporate it more of a celestial kind of a theme. And so it does kind of look like outer space mm-hmm. because I was thinking, thinking of the heavens. And so anyway, so that's kind of that piece. And of course, there's other elements of fire and, and you know, sky and, you know, just the, the earth. And just anyway, it just has a lot of earth tones to it and just, you know, just some elements that I really dig and. And I think it really kind of ties it all, the, all together with the the prayer to the heavens and to the creator. So um, anyway, I just, I'm glad I'm finally finished it, finishing it because I've been working on it for like seven months. <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome, man. That's really yeah. awesome. All right. Well, the next question is, what do you hope for the, what kind of hope do you have for the future in the, um, the Southeastern art uh, movement, the Mushkulkian Rococo, I guess, as a as when I was interviewed once on a 
PBS, the, the guy, the interviewer said, well, that's kind of like Mississippi and Rococo. And I said, I like that. I'm going to use it. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but what, you know, you're, you're a part of this, uh, this movement, this art scene that has like really risen since mm-hmm. like the late nineties and even um, flickers in the eighties and seventies uh, um, to what it is now where mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, truly self-determination and, and how far we choose to use these blessings. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the well that we creatively drink from is wide and vast, mm-hmm. but uh, what are your thoughts and where would you like to see it going in the next 20 years? Um, just, you know, for me, I think there's different levels of, of evolvement for our, our arts and just like any other form of um, art, you're going to have like your, you know, uh, traditionalists or contemporaries. Um, for me, I'm kind of venturing more into the contemporary sense and the abstract, like I said. And I want to utilize our, our symbolism, our motifs, like I have throughout, you know, my series of painting Southeastern uh, paintings and chickasaw paintings and that's basically with interpreting those designs to represent mm-hmm. a modern day kind of element so like for instance i'll use like the scroll work designs i might find certain ones or see certain ones that look like water or represent water mm-hmm. and some i do i know do represent those elements but then i kind of reinterpret those and i i fit them to the context of what i'm painting um, you know, whatever, whatever that may be at the time. So, you know, I think that's where I'm more at in the evolution of our designs and not trying to recreate anything, but just utilizing, um, well, I guess maybe to a sense, but more like, um, um, just taking that and reinterpreting kind of what that is for a modern day time, because, you know, back then, you know, some of the designs that we are referencing, how many of those were, you know, um, you know, evolutions of previous works, you know, and that's, that's where, I th- yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's where we're at and what we do is just, cause you know, a hundred years from now, what you're doing, what I'm doing, that's going to be his historical, that's going to be antiquity, you know? So yeah, um, that's, you know, we're going to be tradition. What I'm doing, this contemporary stuff I'm doing now is going to be traditional one day, I guess is the point I'm trying to make, but, and yeah. there again, it'll go another direction, you know, it'll be holograms or it'll be lasers or something in the future. I don't know, but, that'll be the next artist's job to interpret that and evolve that. So that's where I see myself going and taking it. And, um, but when it comes back, goes back to the young people, our next generation of artists, you know, will it be them? Are they going to start using digital media to do this? Or, you know, that's, that's really, it's, I mean, it's exciting to, to kind of, um, see where it could, where it could go, you know? So, um, but still at the same time, even though I, I, one wanted to evolve that way i'm still you know i want to be old school and stick with painting and mixed media and kind of use those those materials and that's not even real old school it's more just you know kind of the 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 methods i I choose to use um because i just i love getting my hands dirty man (laughs) you see me when i'm I'm painting in fact when i show up at work tomorrow my hands are gonna be all like brown and blue and red because i've been painting i just been getting into it and um and i just i mean that's just what it is you know as a sculptor would you know just you know get have to get they have to get their hands dirty get their hands in the in the clay you know that's why i am like 
I get in there and delve into that painting and scratch into it, my fingernail, move it, push the paint around my fingers. And so I'm very much into it, you know? And so, um, anyway, that's kind of where I feel like I'm, uh, progressing towards. Well, cool, my man. I really do appreciate you coming in tonight. Um, side note before we go, um, where is, where can people come to see your work? Um, what touring shows are coming up? I know that you're part of the voices of the ancestors touring show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about what pieces you may have in this coming up show in Oklahoma city and, and June? Sure. I can touch on that real quickly. Um, yeah, the visual voices exhibit exhibit will, it'll be opening up in June at the Fred Jones museum in Norman. Um, there's a couple other venues slated, um, Mississippi museum of the man, I believe. And, um, then the Mokna, the, Museum in Santa Fe, the IAIA Museum, Contemporary yeah. Art Museum. That'll be uh, 2019. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's exciting. It's a great group of, um, you know, contemporaries, um, as you well know. And uh, I have three pieces in the show. One's an assemblage. It takes all those elements of mixed media and design and painting. And I love doing that. And kind of was inspired by Rauschenberg to um, to work on something in that in that sense. And uh, that's something I might mention, too, is that, you know, um, on top of the Native, you know, experiences and stories that I've, you know, been uh, that have been shared with me and just living life, you know, in that in that sense and being involved to inspire that um, narrative. You know, there's, you know, I went to school. My parents encouraged me to go to college and even though I didn't want to at first, I did. And and um, because of that, it just helped me further my career as an artist and ex- exposed me to new um, disciplines and fundamentals and mediums and to where, you know, that's why I'm doing what I do today. So it's, um, it's a, that was a great, that was great for me. So anyway, but, um, the other two pieces I have in the show is the one I just told you about the stomp dancer called the yeah. awaken. That's the one that's been in the works for a minute. And then, um, the other one I have was, um, it's another figurative piece of my, um, grandmother, who is actually, she's my um, grandmother's um, sister, half sister, but I did this one of her and um, I was just thinking of our, our healers and um, how they would, you know, acquire different herbs and medicines. And they knew all about, you know, those herbs and plants that are on this earth because we always, or we do have this belief, you know, that there wasn't any illness or sickness on this earth that, you know, the creator did put a a remedy for. And so um, it's out there. Right. So, of course, with the modern day illnesses with cancer and things like that, it makes it challenging, obviously, because it's it's those are man-made diseases, you know, basically not the cancer's man-made, but there's triggers that, you know, that are man-made triggers that trigger that cancer. So um, but because of that, you know, like I said, the traditionalists, the healers that we did have knew of all those uh, remedies and those medicines. And so anyway, I wanted to paint that picture of her and it kind of evolved from the original story I wanted to paint of her because which there's always another painting right if you don't do it this painting you can always do it another, another time absolutely and so uh, I think with this one I wanted to be just a more a little more serious but the one I really want to do of her for next time is she used to uh, chew tobacco you know yeah. so I can remember sitting on my grandmother's porch just chewing tobacco and spitting off the porch and I thought that's so cool man so my grandmother chews you know chews tobacco tobacco is either a red man or Levi Garrett. So I was just like, <laughs> I was going to do a painting of her with like a red man, um, you know, the uh, text in the background. Yeah. And her just kind of big water tobacco on her mouth. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll be a painting for another time. But um, so those are the three pieces I have. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be showing up with the, 
the artists that are in the that are in the uh, exhibit. So it's going to be a good one. And as far as my my uh, actual um, website, it's down right now. I need to get it updated, but it's brentgreenwood.com. So I'm going to get that um, updated. Um, it's not active right now, but it will be soon. And then, um, of course, I'm on all. So well, not all, but I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook and Snapchat. Those are the three socials that I'm on. So, right on. Well, cool, my man. Um, that's cool. about it. I appreciate it, and I look forward to having you come back on where we can talk about. Uh, we got the five uh, or six questions out of the way, and now we can get down to talking about whatever you want next time we have you on. Yeah, this is great, man. It's a great intro, a way to break the ice and kind of just, you know, keep it real just informal and just, um, you know, chop, you know, talk and shop, man. So I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it, my man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Brent, for that interview this evening. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope that we're improving. And please email me with any comments or send me messages if you have any suggestions for people to interview. Um, I'll continue to make these and try to continue doing these about three days a week, or at least three episodes a week, give or take. Um, Life in motion sometimes makes it hard to record, but... I appreciate it. And until next time, Chapisa Lecho. Bye.